0: Good evening. With Family Life News, I'm Greg Gillespie. Welcome to the 5 o'clock report. The extent of the Turkish tragedy is becoming more apparent. <coughs> After a 7.8 earthquake early today centered in Turkey, the death toll continues to climb. Rescuers pull bodies and survivors from the devastation. The worst damage appears to be across a huge area of southern Turkey and northern Syria, the latter already a region devastated by war, and the whole area home to millions of refugees living in camps or poorly constructed homes. Some videos show survivors picking through rubble of collapsed buildings in freezing conditions, while Turkish media is showing a huge fire burning, reportedly from a gas pipeline explosion. Tom Bateman, a reporter for the BBC. Authorities say there are at least 2,700 fatalities confirmed so far. The earthquake hit a region embattled by a civil war. Many refugees escaping the war were in makeshift housing. Fallout from the falling debris of that sky-high Chinese balloon. The Beijing government says it was a weather science airship that flew off course. That explanation is not flying with U.S. leaders.
1: Clearly, this was an attempt by China to gather information to defeat our command and control of our sensitive missile defense and nuclear
0: weapon sites. Congressman Mike Turner chairs the House Intelligence Committee. Democrat Cory Booker put his attention on China's role in this incident in a Face the Nation interview. We have a real problem with China on a number of issues, uh, from their human rights violations to their violations of international uh, business law, uh, to even uh, the challenges we've had with them on overt spying. Montana Republican Senator Steve Daines tells Fox News he doesn't buy the administration's claim that the balloon couldn't have safely been brought down over Montana.
2: I'm a fifth generation Montanan, spent a lot of time canvassing the state. There are plenty of places we could have taken that balloon down. The biggest risk would have been hitting a cow, a prairie dog or an antelope.
0: Marco Rubio told Meet the Press it's critical for the U.S. to have a policy on how to deal with surveillance balloons.
2: What are we going to do the next time this happens? Are we going to allow it to fly through here again? We need to know moving forward what our policy is going to be with regards to this.
0: Ohio Representative Mike Turner says there was urgency to the situation that the administration didn't seem to recognize. A local angle on that giant balloon coming up a bit later in the 5 o'clock report. Two suspects are under arrest after wanting to, in their words, completely destroy Baltimore. The U.S. attorney there noted they were looking to attack energy substations motivated by racist extremist ideology. The suspects are from Maryland and Florida. Before we get to our Pennsylvania and New York forecast, a record breaking weather node from New England. Wind chills in our area Friday and Saturday were minus 10 to minus 20, but that's nothing compared to what was recorded this weekend atop Mount Washington in New Hampshire. The highest point in New England had its lowest wind chill ever 109 degrees below zero, six bitter degrees colder than its previous record.
2: I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Our call for tonight after a uh, rather cloudy sky today that began to break late, we'll have skies that will average partly cloudy overnight tonight. It'll be colder than it was last night, low temps, upper teens, and mid 20s. Tomorrow, turning milder and breezy once again with morning sun and cloud cover, followed by showers that'll move from west to east across the area during the day, high temps into the 40s. Wednesday, morning cloud cover, there might be a stray flurry, then some sunshine with high temperatures mid
0: 30s. To the middle forties. Now for more of what's happening where you live in New York and Pennsylvania, a Cheek police officer was struck by a stolen car in the pre dawn hours. The forty five year old officer Troy Blackchief was deploying stop sticks on a roadway in an attempt to end a pursuit related to stolen vehicles in the village of DePew. One of the vehicles struck the seventeen year veteran of the squad. He underwent surgery this morning. Police are asking for the public's help in locating a second stolen vehicle, a Jeep Cherokee, involved. No individuals have been arrested. An area around Lake Ontario was shaken up this morning as a small earthquake hit. Reporter Hope Winter was on the air this morning and recapped what she experienced in the Channel 4 studios.
1: According to the National Weather Service, there was a 3.8 earthquake here in West Seneca that was strongly felt by people throughout the Buffalo area. And the earthquake's epicenter was near Steiner Avenue in West Seneca.
0: The Buffalo mayor says one house did have a chimney collapse. West Seneca Town Supervisor Gary Dixon Advise residents they might do well to check their brickwork and plumbing. I would just suggest that people walk around their house and just you know take a look at in your basement if there's any pipes broken or if you hear anything. Um, You know I don't think any there would be any serious structural damage unless perhaps there were already problems. That earthquake was a sharp blast for some people, rather than a rolling earthquake that some people experience in other quakes. The one in western New York much smaller. Than the one that caused so much devastation in Turkey. Tomorrow is Election Day in a small part of Pennsylvania. Voters will fill three seats in the vacant statehouse in Democratic-leaning districts. Democrats wanted the earlier February date for the special election, saying voters in those districts would be otherwise underrepresented in the statehouse. Republicans had pushed for a May date contending it would save counties significant money to combine the legislative races with regular May primaries. After a lawsuit, the Commonwealth Court set the February 7th date. Only one college has ever launched its own rocket into space, that's the University of Southern California in 2019. But now, Binghamton University has the potential to be the second. A student-led group called AeroBing is led by Jeremy Gendler and Jacob Goodman.
2: Beginning of our junior year, Jacob walked up to me between classes, we were walking over to thermodynamics and he goes, do you want to build a space shot rocket for senior project? Happens to be one of my childhood dreams, just happened to be his. Marriage made in heaven.
0: The two scheduled test flights and hope to launch their rocket from the Mojave Desert in early March. Scientists say anything that reaches 62 miles above the Earth has crossed the boundary into outer space. Police in the southern tier are saying big apologies. Family Life's Brandon Dixon has details. Police have issued a public apology to a former Binghamton mayor who was involved in a recent protest outside of a Johnson City Wegmans. Cops in the Broome County community say they were wrong in accusing Matt Ryan of lying that he was inside the store shopping. They say after reviewing video footage, Ryan was in fact buying groceries. However, after shopping, they say Ryan put his groceries in his car, returned to the protest, and engaged in a profanity late in dispute with another bystander after refusing to leave ryan was arrested and charged with trespassing he calls police response to the protest an overreaction brandon dixon family life news thanks much brandon a man from hornell new york was on the east coast for a slice of history He saw that Chinese balloon as it was shot down by the U.S. military near the South Carolina coast.
1: And the balloon suddenly turned from something that was round and like a big bag coming down. 20 seconds, 30 seconds later, you could hear a boom, an explosion. And I was in the middle of a phone call to a friend in North Hornell telling him who just left here yesterday, saying, you're missing excitement down here.
0: Dennis Wilson of Hornell told that story to WLEA. Pieces of that balloon are beginning to wash up on the South Carolina shore. Navy ships are combing the waters off South Carolina, looking to recover wreckage. If you can't play nice, don't play at all. That's essentially the new rule in Pennsylvania. Reenactors of a 1763 battle have been told to lay down their weapons. The Bushy-run Battlefield Heritage Society has been reenacting that famous battle, but the park's biggest fundraiser will no longer have the weapons going off. Pennsylvania Historical and Museum Commission has decided that It will no longer permit reenactments on its 23 sites that involve the exchange of fire from weapons, the taking of casualties, or hand-to-hand combat. The commission said it made that change to align with National Park Service policy. Next at five, a highlight from our Monday Issues in Education feature. First-year students at every State University of New York campus must take and pass a required Racial Equity course. Our Bob Price got reaction from education watchdog Ralph Kerr.
1: Well, I think uh, this is just a case of the cultural movement now reasserting itself in the SUNY schools.
0: It's certainly not based on any academics, and I thought that's what universities were all about.
2: And you wonder why SUNY would do this when their student enrollment has dropped precipitously the past right. several years. Yeah. i got to imagine that's going to drop even more after this.
0: I would think so, yeah. But I don't know that they care because it's just taxpayer-funded, and we know that the taxpayers are. always happy to pay more (laughs) we've reached out to suny's new chancellor for his response you can hear the full issues in education conversation on our family life podcast page dr ralph kerr Also talks about proposed legislation in Pennsylvania increasing penalties for assaulting school sports officials and a New York proposal to limit suspensions of disruptive students. You can catch each of Family Life's news features at familylife.org slash news podcasts. Now, Dave Margolotti has your market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Stock's
1: moving lower to start the week today. There was some uneasiness attributed to remarks coming from the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Jerome Powell. On the opposite side, though, Goldman Sachs cut their odds of a recession to 25%. Oil rebounding after initially dipping today, ending at $74 a barrel. The Dow lost 35 points, the S&P 500 dropped 25, and the NASDAQ was down 119. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. If you don't know what something should cost, it's easy to overpay. That's especially true with life insurance. I'm Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. If you have loved ones who depend on your income, having the appropriate amount of life insurance is an essential part of your financial plan, but you don't want to overpay for it. A recent survey showed that most folks think a 20-year term policy with a $250,000 death benefit will cost about $1,000 a year. In reality, the cost is more like $160 a year. Stick with term insurance and shop around to find the lowest premiums you can for the coverage you need that coverage should be about 10 to 12 times your annual salary that should keep you from overpaying for life insurance connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your christian values by visiting our
0: website faithfi.com on the way from family life our weather forecast and also the story of a real overachiever even though he's only 30 years old. That's coming up as the 5 o'clock report continues on Family Life.
2: Hi, I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Our call for tonight, after a uh, rather cloudy sky today that began to break late, we'll have skies that will average partly cloudy overnight tonight. It'll be colder than it was last night, low temps upper teens in the 20s. Tomorrow, turning milder and breezy once again, with morning sun and cloud cover, followed by showers and a move From west to east across the area during the day, high temps into the 40s. Wednesday, morning cloud cover. There might be a stray flurry, then some sunshine, with high temperatures mid-30s to the middle
0: 40s. Thank you, Kevin. And finally at 5, Bobie sets a world record. He's only 30 years old, but Bobie is a dog. He's a livestock protection dog, the oldest living canine, 30 years, 267 days, I'll let you figure out what that is in dog years. But he is the world's oldest dog ever. His breed only usually lives to 12 to 14. Bobby's family says he's calm, sociable, and enjoys playing with the four farm cats that the family has, too. And that's the world we live in this sixth day of February 2023. Thanks for coming along. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.